Hey, guys. Uh, welcome back to the Geeks at the Gates with what I will warn you from the outset is going to be a very, very spoilery discussion review? Review? Discussion? Yeah, both. Consideration of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which we literally saw like six and a half minutes ago. So we are here, back in the old shop, surrounded by scary Russian dolls, and um, we do not have the squad that we were expecting to have. Things went a bit weird in the um, preparations for this, we were all supposed to be going, supposed to be an army of geeks going to see Into the Spider-Verse, and then things went all wrong, which we might possibly um, discuss in the course of the thing, but uh, instead there were just three of us. Um, so there's me, Fordula George, listen to last week's for the explanation behind that joke. The word joke is in heavy air quotes. Um, <laughs> to my left, we have the very giggly hat. Hello. And to my right, we I, I'm sorry, hat, no, I didn't do your thing. Uh, we have hat. I forgot what you, what did we say you were? Uh, um, aspirational carpenter. Aspirational carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. We have aspirational, this is going to be a terrible edit. Good luck. <laughs> I, well, you know me well enough to know that I'm not going to bother. This is all staying in. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, aspirational carpenter. Hat. Hello. And to my right. We have a weird beeping car, which may or may not have been picked up by the mic. Uh, and we also have somebody who kind of knows what they're talking about, which is a first on this podcast. We have a new geek to the podcast. Uh, we have an animation graduate. Welcome, Liz. Hi. Uh, so, yeah, there was supposed to be a whole gang of us going down. But I mean, we were supposed to be doing it on Thursday, on the Thursday yeah. um, which is yesterday, as we're recording this. And then we couldn't. Because Steve was on call, it was a whole thing, um, and Jack was working because he's got a life. So we were all supposed to be going to see it at eight o'clock tonight, and everyone was still supposed to be going. And then, and this is why this is relevant. I'm not just ranting. Um, and then they, well, I am ranting a bit. They cancelled the eight o'clock performance of Into the Spider Verse due to lack of interest, which is baffling. Yeah. So we had to go to the 5.15 showing, which is why Steve and Helen aren't here, because they were working and had things. And frankly, I was dedicated as you two, who I understand completely moved heaven and earth to make sure that you made it. So thank you. Fine. So anyway, yeah, um, we are going to pause before you do anything else to sound the spoiler horn. Spoilers! Spoilers! So you have been warned. If you want to be unspoiled for this, go and see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Please go and see it. Yeah, do it now. Just just stop this. Um, rush to your nearest theatre movie house thing and buy a ticket, buy several tickets. Take your friends to see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse because, as I understand it, people aren't going to see it, which makes them idiots and fools. And it also means that people like us have to change our plans because <laughs> showings are cancelled. So, sort it, people, and we will tell you why you should, because first reactions... Amazing. So amazing. So very, very amazing. Just tell us what you think, Kate. You don't have to, like, dance around it. <laughs> I was speechless, which is happens quite often, but I was speechless with a reason, and I don't normally like to go and see films twice at the cinema, but I'm tempted with that one, so... The fact that people aren't going to go and see it astounds me, because it was amazing. It was, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest, right? We could have gone to see Aquaman tonight. They're both showing at the same theatre. And although 
I am on record already as having said that on the podcast that Jason Momoa is not quite my type, but I can stand to watch Jason Momoa with no shirt on for an hour. It's, it, you know, he's a fine figure of a young man. Um, he's got all the charisma. I mean, seriously. I mean, he really should share. Um, but great haircut. Yeah, and really, I bet he moist. I bet he moisturises because really he certainly oils. Yes. Um, I'm worried about the fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. And I'm not dissing Aquaman as a movie here because I haven't seen it. I probably will. But I'm probably going to go and see... Which? <laughs> you'll probably diss it or you'll probably see it? Yeah, probably both, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I like it as much as I've liked any of the other DC movies, I'm going to do both. But I'm probably going to see Into the Spider-Verse first. Yeah. Again. Because mm-hmm. it's that good. I got halfway through and I went, I'm going to need to see this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think at the point where I saw... At the point where he picked up the phone and I saw Bendis. Yes. I was like... There's gonna be more of those. And I need to so many, so many. Them. I only saw one Ditko of them. I saw well. Ditko. Yeah. We, we, there, there was there was a B Bendis and there was an S Ditko and the guy in the costume hire shop was Stanley and I'm sorry but I actually did kind of cry. I did cry. Everyone is allowed to cry. That uh, was oh. That was absolutely like oh just heartbreaking. It really was and beautiful and brilliant. And, it was. Oh, I just loved that. It was so beautifully done and I don't think. They changed it in post. No, but I don't, I don't really mind if done. I don't mind if they did. I feel like they probably didn't, but because <clears throat> he's gone, it is more poignant. It, it feels, it yeah, feels more poignant, and it makes you cry, which yeah. wouldn't have done. Yeah, if, if Stanley <laughs> it came out like three months ago, everyone would just like, oh, that's a nice was, moment. Yeah, if Stanley was still with us, it would just have been a cool, yeah, moment. But he isn't, and so yeah, yeah. But it felt right. It did. It felt very right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A nice tribute, even if it wasn't meant to be. It was yeah. Stanley being Stanley in the film. Yeah, I liked the uh, the thing at the end. Not quite at the end. Mm. Um, I liked, but I liked the quote they put up about yeah, everyone's a superhero because that's kind of the point of Mars Morales. Yeah. Because I liked the little speech he has at the. I, oh God, we skipped to the end already. Um, I like. I like the little speech he had at the end um, about you could wear the mask. Mm. Anyone could wear the mask. You, yeah, you could all do it. Yeah. Uh, I like that. That's that's a nice little message. Yeah, and it is. That's the point of him as a, a spider hero. And there were three kids. Oh, in the cinema. In the cinema. Oh, who yeah. were? I mean, they will be wearing the masks tomorrow. They absolutely will. Because they were climbing on chairs and jumping around and stuff. They were. In a way that, had they not just come out of a Spider-Man movie, would possibly have made my middle-aged ass tut. Yes. <laughs> but actually, Same. but actually, I totally approve. I, I looked at those kids running around <clears> after that film, and I remembered what I was like when I came out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original, back in the day, you know, way, way back in the... I can relate. In 19... Oh, stop it. Uh, I can relate, but I, I can did. relate. I leapt out, I leapt <clears> down the stairs in the Odeon, and I was like, trying to do my karate kicks, and those kids that were flipping away, yeah. they had the whole thing, leaping off stuff. Yeah, they loved it, and it inspired them, and that yeah. is what it's about, and hopefully, you know... You've got three more little spider fans that will go um like buy comics, read comics, get into the whole thing, and also <clears> like <throat> know, as Miles said, that you know anyone can be a hero. Yeah, and that's the whole message of the whole thing. Isn't um, it? Anyone can be a hero. I can confirm that last weekend when it first opened, it's the only comic book movie to have been on since I was under the stairs at the Everyman that's had a kid come straight out of the film straight to me and demand the comic. That's amazing. Nice. He, he dragged his dad, <laughs> literally dragged his that, dad out yeah, of the lift. Perfect. And 
that's a comic book movie doing its job. Sorry, yeah, but it totally. really is. And the thing is, because that film, <clears throat> unlike live live action films, it is instantly visually relatable to yep. a comic. Um, you know, it has them in it. Yeah, they have the covers in. Yeah, in they have the covers in it. That we've got. Um, yeah, you know the big painting you have to you print used to have on the canvas in the wall, the signed one. Yeah. The massive one you have to have in the window. We've got a small one of those that's not signed and obviously isn't you know worth anything. But that cover was on a comic in the film, and it's like yeah. that Spider-Man cover is so famous, and it's like it is it is that one. And I, lo- and I loved yeah, I, I loved perfect. all of those little Easter eggy bits. I, yeah, they were they fantastic. were amazing. That's what I was going to say. So I'm definitely <laughs> editing that out. <laughs> Um, right, shall, shall we shall we aim for a little bit of structure? Yes. Um, yes, God, we're not so organised. <laughs> um, let's start with the characters themselves. Uh, we start with Miles, which I liked because Miles is not the famous Spider-Man. No, and I love that. And I remember seeing the trailer and going, and in fact, grabbing you in the cinema, we were at Star Wars uh, last Can I just confirm she was pointing at Liz at this yeah, point and I not was, me? No, I was sitting next to Liz in the cinema. We went to see Star Wars for my dad's birthday like we do every year and we were not this year because it's not on. Um, maybe I'll drag him to see Into the Spider-Verse. Let's do it. Do, do it. <laughs> Can you imagine? If it's still on. Um, yeah, and I remember as soon as the trailer came on, I just turned to graduate. It's Miles Morales! And then I got very giddy in the cinema, and my parents just sort of looked at me like, what's wrong? You had a heart attack. Um, Not yeah. an actual heart attack. Um, yeah, it, I, I remember thinking, oh, that's so great. I'm so glad that he's the main character. And it was clear in the trailer mm. that he was going to be the main guy, and I loved that. I yeah. thought that makes such a fantastic change. Well, I mean, if you're going to appeal to a younger audience, yeah. then, you know, he, Miles Morales now is what Peter Parker was in 1963. Yeah. He's a kid. Yeah. It's nice that Spider-Man is a kid. And note, further to my comments in the Stan Lee podcast, he's still Spider-Man. Yes. He's yes. not the Iraq kid. No. <laughs> He's Spider-Man. Although that would be a great name for a sidekick. It would, actually. Um, yes, Disney lawyers, if you're listening, you heard it, heard it here first, and it's on tape. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 I thought the way they played him was great. Mm-hmm. I loved his awkwardness. Hey was the best line in yeah. that film. Yeah. You, it's just so good. Yeah, the shoulder touch. Yeah, beautiful. Beautifully done. Yeah, uh, by the way, if there are any young people listening, and you go and see Into the Spider-Verse, don't try the shoulder touch in real life. At the very least, it's going to get you a really filthy look, and at worst, well, that's a conversation with HR, frankly. Yes, it really is. So don't do that. Don't do it. Um, And you see, I'm not explaining that reference, so you're going to have to go and see the movie now. Yeah, do it. But yeah, no, I I love that it was him, and I love he was the first one. And then blonde Peter Parker. Blonde Peter Parker. Yeah. He was cool. Yeah, he was cool. I liked him. He was a nice, sympathetic, lovely Peter Parker. And before I say the next thing, I'm going to remind all listeners we have already sounded the spoiler horn. So, yeah. don't take this the wrong way. I'm really pleased they killed him. Yeah, me too. Because it suddenly, it makes it clear, all oh, right, there are stakes here. Yeah. This yeah. is not some romp. Like, things can happen. Yeah. Nobody's safe. Cartoons aren't just for kids, you guys. Yeah. yeah. But they killed him tastefully. I mean, there wasn't. It was tasteful death. Too much Can we talk death. about Kingpin? It was quite a brutal talk... death, though. It was brutal death. It was. There was no no gore. gore. No, no, but it was it made was very a... clear that that death. was that was Kingpin putting his fist through his skull. I mean, oh, there was yeah. no. No. Yeah. But Kingpin was huge, yeah. as he? he should be. Yeah. Also, Beth should be enormous. And I loved that. 
I do you have one quibble with the kingpin? <laughs> when he got out of the car, and there's no way he could have fit through the door. Well, That's there's that. Quibble with it. Well, that, well, he wouldn't have fitted. There's no way he would have. He wouldn't have fitted. No, I see. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't have fitted in the car. He was bigger than the car. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's no. really funny though because he gets out of the car, turns sideways. He's like wider than the car is long. There's literally no way just, he was in just, it. Just to jump in there though, from the animation point, if you think about Gru in. Um, Despicable Me. Yeah. Rue can't fit into any of his vehicles. But I think that's a testament to how realistic the film was, even though it is totally crazy all at the same time. Yeah. Um, No, no. Stop apologising. You're on the podcast. We don't apologise here. Gives us first rules, sign of weakness. Actually, no, gives us first rules, always carry a knife. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I have. Um, If this is, um, you don't watch watch NCIS because you hate procedural crime, so it's fine. I know, I know, I've tried. I, I now understand the Gibbs re- uh, reference. Oh, yeah, it's okay. We'll come back. I know. Um, <laughs> it's, been, it's been 12 years. It's never going to happen. <laughs> I saw right. I've been, I've been with my wife now for 20... Jesus. <laughs> Biblical wedding. 28 years, nearly. Oh, you were one. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um... No, the point I was trying to make before everyone got all ageist on me was I've been with my wife for twenty, nearly 28 years now, and in that time, Lizzie has read one comic. And it was? One. Tale of One Bad Rat. So it was a good one. Oh, it was a good one. But not good enough, because <laughs> yeah. she hasn't read another one since. Um, anyway, so yeah, 12 years is nothing. Yeah, we'll eventually get to procedural equipment. No, we won't. It's fine. And you don't have to have protection. Anyway. <sighs> Kingpin is enormous. Huge. This is the point. Um, and uh, do you know what? I don't mind that he couldn't have fitted in the car. It's no, a cartoon. That no, kind no, of thing is allowed in cartoons. But he was that. My point is, he was that big. Like they mm. went there, they went, made mm. him gigantic. And he was amazing. And clearly, physically, very, very powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got fists like mallets, and that was amazing. Mm. But he didn't sound like Vincent D'Onofrio. And I'm afraid I well, every time he spoke, you're expecting that. I was not hearing the right voice. And I know that's 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 not going to be an issue. I hope for any of the kids watching that movie, because I really hope they haven't seen Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix, because that would be wholly (laughs) age-inappropriate. But it was an an issue for me, but it's, you know... Essentially, if that's the biggest fault I can find with this movie, that should give you some idea about how good this movie is. It's such a good film. Um, And, you know, as I said, once we... we, Once the lights had come up and everything, you know, um, uh, Nick Cage is a really great actor when you can't see his face. Yeah, do you know what? <laughs> Liz is doing the face. You can't see it, but that dead top lip puts me off in every film he's in. But he's a wonderful voice. He's no, he's a, he's, a fan, voice. he's a fantastic voice actor. Mm. And, no, Nicolas Cage is a brilliant actor 30 years ago. Yeah, that's really true. Um, I refer any any young people who are doubting my word here to watch Wild at Heart. And Raising Arizona, actually. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch Ghost Rider. I have. Yeah. And... And actually, just to just to get the elephant in the room out of the way, Left Behind, starring Nicolas Cage, is the worst movie ever made. I have not seen it, and I shall not. Don't. Um, it was on Movies for Men. Oh dear um, God. Lizzie, Lizzie has this thing. Saturday afternoons, <laughs> if Lizzie hasn't got anything better to do, Lizzie watches Movies for Men because there's usually a crap western or something on there. Okay. And Lizzie, I'm sorry, I'm just really horrified. There's a channel called Movies for Men. It's not porn. No, <laughs> which frankly surprised me. Which frankly surprised me because I spent ages. I spent weeks when we first got a freeview box. I spent weeks scrolling down and skipping past it really quickly. 
And no, it's, it's it's war films and westerns and stuff. Wow. And wow. So wow, so wow. Lizzie Lizzie likes to watch movies for. And one afternoon, it was Nicolas Cage in Left Behind, and because he's a big star, mm-hmm. we kind of went, yeah, right. We'll give it a go. And it's about... He plays an, an adulterous airline pilot who's got a very, very devout religious wife. And about ten minutes into the film, the rapture happens. And the film is about all the people who are left behind. I was not behind. expecting it to go that way. <laughs> yeah, right? They started that off. I did not expect that. That was rapture. not how that sentence was going to end in my head either. And you have... So you have... Obviously, Nicolas Cage doesn't go to heaven. Obviously. And Nicolas Cage's eldest child, his daughter, doesn't go to heaven. But his son does, and there is a god awful scene in a shopping mall where not in heaven. No, um, at the moment of the rapture, where his daughter's hugging hugging her brother, and suddenly she's just hugging an empty jacket. Oh wow! And his wife's in the shower, and suddenly she's not in the shower. There's just a necklace on the. That is terrible. Does it is. Got to a scene where there's a bench and Voldemort's underneath it. No, it's not that good. Um, and it's, it's it's one basically it's one where everybody really phoned their performance in, and it it clearly must have been funded by some weird evangelical yikes. God alone knows what Nicholas Cage was doing in it because I don't think he's particularly religious or anything. Just very yikes. The whole situation sounds extremely yikes. It's. I mean, if you want to, it's almost worth watching because it's so bad. <laughs> there are films like that, has to be said. So, yeah, anyway, so that's that's left behind. Um, but he's a wonderful Peter Parker. Yeah, he's much better in this, to be fair. No, I, I liked him as, as, as defeated, sad Peter Parker. Oh, so good as defeated, sad Peter Parker, and, with a gut. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, I loved that. I loved her, you know, his busted face. Because you've got beautiful blonde Peter Parker, which was yeah. nice, because like we say, it's a change. Who has a perfectly normal relationship with Mary Jane and everything's functional. And he's, you know, pretty Peter Parker. And then, obviously, Peter B. Parker arrives. Yeah, and he's our Peter Parker. Yeah, he's He's ours. the Peter Parker from our universe. Yeah. He's the busted Peter Parker with um, no MJ and the fat girl and the pizza uh, on the ceiling. And everything um, is brilliant. That was so so that good. was so funny. I really loved it. Crying in the shower with the pizza was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, laugh out loud. We have yeah. all been there. We have all been there. <laughs> Everyone's been there. And that's, but that's... We were saying this as we were leaving the theatre. That was a car, if the microphone picked that up. Or possibly a motorcycle. That was Parliament Street on Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this film has tragedy. Oh, yeah. I mean, Peter Parker, our Peter Parker, dark-haired Peter Parker, is a broken man. Oh, absolutely. And he's it's pre- really sad. He's pre- truly, truly sad. He's prepared to sacrifice himself at the end because he doesn't think he's got anything worth going back to. Yeah. I mean, that's horrifying. That's genuinely tragic. It's dark. But it's hilarious. Yeah. And the thing is, they, they don't do, like, they don't lean into the darkness. They they juxtapose it with these yeah. crying in the shower eating pizza and being chubby and, like, going out and saying, yeah, I was working out in my in my flat when this happened. And actually, he's not working out. He's, he's sitting eating, eating pizza. pizza. You know, and, and like, all that kind of stuff is just brilliant. I really, really hope that the people who make the DC movies, I mean, they're obviously going to go and watch this movie. Of course they are. Of course they are. I really hope they pay attention and learn some lessons because yeah. it's what DC needs. This film had all of those touching, heartbreaking moments, like really genuinely like 
he was prepared to die because he didn't see the point. That's like, Jesus, yeah. shit. That's it's like, dark. if someone's got to die, it, it might as well might be as well me, because you've all got reasons to live. Yeah, yeah, and it's just heartbreakingly sad. And you just think, my God. But at the same time, it's juxtaposed with, you know, he's eating pizza in the shower. Like, yeah. It's funny. And then you've got, obviously, like, spider pig. Spider ham, uh, spider please. Ham, Peter Porker. <laughs> Peter Porker. I missed that. I totally somehow missed Peter Porker <laughs> with his name. Probably because I was laughing so hard <laughs> at that point. No, you see, and actually, oh. Spider-Ham is a really good example of what we're talking about, because that really shouldn't work. And it does. Oh, and my it, God, it works. You just, by the time Peter Porker arrives, you just accept it. What Do you know what's nice, and, and also kind of, like, jumping the gun a little bit to get onto uh, visual elements of it, because that's where my brain lives, the animation style for Spider-Ham and Penny Parker mm-hmm. wasn't quite the same. As the no. animation style for Gwen and they were all different. Penny, yeah, Penny they were all different. The animation. Penny Parker. Graduate yeah, Penny. Penny Parker was was very much um, anime. an anime esque, and Peter Porker was. Tunes esque. That's version. all, folks. Can he say that yeah. legally? That line was amazing. <laughs> so yeah, we'll come back to that because yeah. there's a, there's it was a couple, nice to see that they were. Yeah, all. there's a couple of characters we need to uh, to still touch okay. on. Uh, I mean, done. there's there's Penny. Penny, yeah. I'm not familiar with Penny from the comics. I don't no, know if she no, actually no, exists no. in the comics or not. I don't uh, know. I'm a bad comic shop owner. I actually have got somewhere the manga Spider-Man that Marvel released that was... Oh, well, she's in it. I will look mm. when I get her. Well, I'll look at some point when I get into but I, I, yeah. I thought she was cool. No, I mean, I thought she was cool, not only because she's a schoolgirl with a psychic link to a spider that lives in a robot. Yeah. But... We got so much of her person. She's not in it really much. We no. don't see much of her. She has very few lines, but we see so much of her personality. You know, she, she's always got the bubble gum. The characterization going. was really, really the character, the, And we didn't need a 15 minute exposition. Mm. No. You know, we got, uh, we, everyone got the same. Hi, I'm Peter Parker or whatever, yeah. and I'm this. And it's yeah. it's 15 seconds, done, on. Yeah. Uh, and thank God. Can I just. A, a very serious thank you to Sony for not giving us another bloody origin story. Yeah. Because nobody needs to see that again, ever. Let me just start at the beginning. Let yeah. me just start at the it beginning. It was so good, wasn't yeah. it? The way they yeah. just kept doing it that way. It had yeah. the same thing. Yeah. It was the same structure every time. That repeated yeah. structure was really nice. It was familiar to the audience. And, you know, it was like, okay, cool, I got it. Yeah, and it I was also, it. and it was playing into that. Yeah, yeah. you've yeah, seen yeah. this. You've seen yeah. this origin story a thousand times. Just get yeah, it over yeah, with yeah. and move on. Absolutely. Um, really I felt like it was just so fresh compared to all the reboots because you know it was so different, so different yeah. in comparison. And then of course the Spider Noir. Spider Noir, I love. I loved the, the Rubik's Cube thing. Oh, so funny! And he's he's in black and white, and and he's looking at the Rubik's Cube. And he's like, is that purple? <laughs> is that purple? <laughs> I'm taking this with me because I don't understand it, but I will. <laughs> and it was just. Oh, and then in the so closing good. credits, he's, he's completed got, it. He's completed it, and he's holding it up, and he's got yeah. a crowd, and oh, so, so good. I loved him. Does he exist? Yes. Oh, cool. Spider Noir. Spider Noir's a real character. Yeah, Spider Noir's a real character. I love that he, in his origin story, said, "I'm punching Nazis." I was like, "Yes." yes. This is what we're about, people. This is what we're about. Yeah. <laughs> my my favourite comic bit with him as well. By comic, I mean funny, not comic. Comic. That's why it's like, yes, I I let the match burn all the way down, so it burns my skin, and then yeah. it burns skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Just so I can feel yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. Then, yeah. And it was a beautiful shot as well. It was such mm. a noir yeah. shot. It was gorgeous. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the visuals in this film are just beyond beyond. Mind I blowing. mean, yeah. Mind blowing. And then we've got Gwen. Spider Gwen. Good God, she's hot. Yeah, true. I mean, seriously. I love that, like, the haircut when he. Just to spoiler, because uh, we've sounded the horn, um, Miles Morales. God bless him, has the same moment that every spider person creature thing has. I say person creature thing because there's like four yeah. of them in One the of them's a pig. Yeah, one of them's a pig. One of them's a literal spider. Um, yeah, like, and one of them's a robot. It's all very confusing. So he, um, he gets his, his, you know, we've seen it all before. We've seen it with every Spider Man film that's ever been out. Yeah. They get their hands stuck to things. And of course, in this film, he gets his hands, he tries to do the shoulder thing, that his, his, the shoulder tap, and he gets his hands stuck to Gwen Stacy's hair. And then rips it from her scalp. And then they have to buzz his hand off her head because yeah. his hand is still stuck to her scalp. And then she ends up with a spectacular undercut. And yeah, it looks good. Looks right. That's, yeah, she ends it up. Works. She ends up basically hat with a close approximation of My your hairstyle. Yeah, she does actually end up with similarly similar haircut to me. Um, like similar. <laughs> I liked. I liked that she was the competent one. She was the competent one, and I like the fact she arrived a week earlier. So yep. the idea of that interdimensional thing not working quite weird. And I love, you know, I haven't actually read Spider-Gwen. It's been on my I really ought to list for a while. It's really good. Yeah, I should pick that um, up in trade. I, it's in trade now, isn't it? It is. I really like Spider-Gwen. Um, yeah. She's my second favourite female spider. Oh, really? Who's your first? Annie May. Oh, okay, yeah, fair. Who is, who is Peter Parker's daughter in, yeah, yeah. in one of the very many alternative realities. Um, when, when Peter and MJ actually managed to stay together in life. Yes. Yes. It's a yeah. really lovely, lovely Cause, comic, cause, which I also need to read. Because uh, yeah, the Renew Your Vows universe is... Um, those, are the, those are the Spider-Man stories that my 17-year-old self, who was picking up comics at the end of the 80s, expected to be reading roundabout now. Yeah. And so I like that. And I, I don't really like what they've done with Peter Parker in the comics. Uh, although they've busted him back down to being broke now, so that's all right. That's how he should be. Yeah. And he's back with Mary Jane in the comics as well. So oh, really? it's Yeah, they've, they've... I remember when she died. fixed it. Oh, she um... looked better. <laughs> That's what happens. That's like the point at which I went, yeah, I'm over this. I really did stop. Um, um, and actually, that's that's why I was so pleased that they killed Peter, blonde Peter Parker. Mm, yeah. And he stayed dead. Yeah. It's like, right, that's mm. done. He, yeah, we, we're not Because in the comics, death is not permanent. Mm, yeah. I mean, and, and that meant that this could become Miles Morales' universe. Yeah. As well. Because he, he, is... he is the Spider-Man. He's the only Spider-Man in this universe. And they're all back in their own universes. Yeah. One Spider-Man per universe. I like it. I liked his universe because it was almost ours, mm. but not quite. They were the PDNY. For yes, instance. I noticed that. Yeah, it's the NYPD. Um, yeah, that was cool. So I liked that, and I liked his parents. Yeah, I did. His dad was great. The thing with the um, I love, I you. love you. I love you, Miles. Yeah, I know, Dad. You gotta say I love you back. Dad, are you serious? I want to hear it. You want to hear? I me love say you, Dad. You're dropping me off at school. I love you, Dad. Look at this place. Dad, I love you. Dad, I love you. That's a copy. Oh my god, that was amazing. <laughs> that was the most embarrassing thing. The second-hand embarrassment from a cartoon movie for a teenager, which I have not been for many years, was so strong. Yeah. So strong. Oh, it was yeah. so painful. And you really felt for him so much. And you know that he's not having a good time at school. And you know he just wants to stay in, in Brooklyn. And he, you know he wants to have his nice, normal life and go back to normal. And you see him with all his old friends who he gets on with who miss him. Mm -hmm. My girl says, I miss you. I, says, I miss you. You what? And you know, you can yeah. see he's like, oh, wait. How's that new school? So easy. We miss you, Miles. You miss me? I still live here. Wait, you miss me? 
Um, and he wants to go back. Then his dad does that. He's like, yeah. he doesn't fit in. It's clear. And what I love about that oh, is also oh. is that his dad's just messing with him. Yeah, totally. And that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is, it's not the kind of thing my dad would have done because we're from South Yorkshire and <laughs> you, you don't tell people you love them in South Yorkshire. No, you don't. No, you don't. You can't really love, but you don't actually tell yeah, people you love them. Yeah, and flower. And flower, yeah. But that is the sort of thing my dad would have done. Yeah, it, totally. It's... Yeah, he was. I, I love that. I, I, I love that both his parents are in really responsible jobs. I, I don't know whether his mum's a doctor or a nurse, but she spends a lot of time in scrubs in yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. So she's clearly a medical professional in a hospital. Some form of medical professional. And, you know, his dad's a cop. Um, and I, you know, I like that. It's Because it, yeah. superheroes' parents, I mean, look at Peter They're Parker. They're so often dead. Yeah, look, uh, yeah. <laughs> For a start. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and their parental figures. I mean, Peter Parker got Uncle Ben, who did a non-specific job. I don't think we ever found out what no. Uncle Ben did. And Aunt May was a housewife. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And then you go... Not there's anything wrong with being a housewife. No, no, no. And then you go over but... to DC and it's like, oh, you're... we've got farmers and we've got really, really rich people. Yeah. And that's kind of... That's it. That's the good mood. Yes. Miles Morales, amazing. Family, amazing. Uncle, very, very key and important figure. Yes. So Miles is really into graffiti and doing his graffiti, and his uncle also, it turns out, is very into it. Obviously, his dad, not so keen, because he's a cop, and graffiti mm-hmm. is illegal everywhere. We all know this. Um, so he, you know, goes off and does that with his uncle. That's his connection with him, isn't it? His yeah. uncle understands him because his uncle understands his love of art and how he, he's connected to that part. They, they have a shared passion. They have a shared passion. And it's important. His music and art. Yeah. His music is such a big thing for him, isn't it? That's the thing that helps him release his grip. And I, I wonder if there's also an element of Miles is an only child. Yeah. And his uncle clearly hasn't grown up. Yeah. Totally. At least at least in, in, in his father's eyes, he hasn't grown yeah. up. Yeah. So because he hasn't got a steady job, yeah. and he isn't a serious guy. So, so Uncle is it Aaron? I absolutely I do not know. Totally I'm totally his name. I'm terrible at names. I'm yeah. always terrible. So, I. so yeah, no, I don't remember. But his uncle. I mean, hell, I got like I got Peter Parker wrong, so like, <laughs> I can't. And that's like such an obvious pun. <laughs> How did I do? That? But it's it's it yeah he's he's kind of filling the big brother role. Yeah, he's not because again. So many superheroes have father figures who are not their dads. Mm, Alfred. Ma- yeah, Alfred. Um, mind blanking now, but <laughs> Uncle Ben, obviously. Uncle ben, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Worrying that. Miss that. A little yeah. Worried. yeah. Um, but Miles, Miles has got a dad. Yeah. And he's a good dad. And he loves his dad. He says it. Yeah. Dad, I love you. So it's nice to see. It's not just a father figure that you need. No, it's family. You it? need, you know, it's it's family, and that movie, that movie really was all about family. Yeah. And, you know, the last thing where we're not alone, we're not alone. Yeah. Somebody out there gets it. All the all the spider people. Yeah. Understand each other and yeah. get that they are living this very specific. And if the thing is, for them in their own universes, it's a unique experience. They have a unique perspective, mm. and having a unique perspective, God, that must be hard. Um, and like not experiencing life the way other people do, God, that must be hard. And then for them to all realize, actually. No, someone else somewhere in the multiverse exists that has the same or very, very similar life experiences to me. Like Gwen, Gwen says it to Peter Parker. Mm. You know, I, I, this happened to me. And, and Peter says, I lost my uncle. And she's like, I lost my friend. You know, it's like, we, yeah. we get it. Because obviously when, when the uncle dies, I do feel like it's Aaron, but I feel like I might be wrong. When he dies, because he does, because he's evil, it turns out, which is a massive twist. Uh, only the thing is, as soon as he walked in the, into the flat and, 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 and Miles went invisible, I was like, 
as soon as the yeah, as soon as the prowler came in through the window, I knew that that was his uncle. But I feel like I should have seen it way sooner. But he was just the coolest uncle. Like yeah, he yeah. was such a chill uncle. And I'm like, all the signs are there. It's that dark room with the blue light on his face and. All the signs were there, just completely, completely. All, all the all the visual cues yes. on animation that you would use to denote yeah, bad yeah. guy. So, you know, um, the house in which Miles lives, lots of nice soft light, lots of lovely warm colours. Mm-hmm. But then there's this cool uncle's house with the big TV and the consoles and the big speakers. But it's dark, and lots of blue and there's purples there. And that is what you associate with the evil guy. And I didn't even I didn't even pick up on it yeah. at all. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, the evil it's there. It's there. But, but I, it's subtle enough that you don't necessarily notice it. Also, because the film's so bloody good, you go, oh, yeah. what's going to happen yeah, next? Yeah, yeah. My yeah. eyes like, <laughs> But I liked, I liked that the uncle was the prowler. Yeah. Because his uncle was also a nice guy. Yeah. And a caring guy. Absolutely. He cared about his, really did. cared about his nephew. You know, he was cool, he was relaxed, he was laid back, he wasn't a cackling maniac. No. And yeah, do you know what? Some people just make bad choices. Yeah, and it's the, that thing where Miles says to him, "It's my fault," and he says, "No, it's mine." Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you made the choice, and that's this yeah. is the, this and, is yeah. what happened. And this is not to say, oh, you know, criminals are just misunderstood. No, 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 no. No, he, he, I mean, the, the parallel is clearly a murderer. He'd done very bad things. Yeah. He had it coming, frankly. Yeah. Um, and he recognised that. And it was, and what was I? What I liked, what I didn't like, I don't know. What felt right is that it was Kingpin that killed him. Yeah, he didn't kill Miles because he couldn't kill Miles because it's his nephew and he loves him, you know, mm-hmm. and he's begging him not to, and so he puts him down. And Kingpin's like, "Well, you're weak, bang," and that's just straight Kingpin, and he just shoots yeah. him in the back. And that is exactly that. Ha- that's how that should go. That sounds like but it's n- narratively. It makes it's sense. nice to have a co- in a comic book movie, particularly where everything tends to be really black and white, mm. especially if you're Spider-Man. That there is a villain there with nuance. You know, I mean, the kingpin is just straight up and out evil. Oh, 100%. Except even he is coming from a place of tragedy. Yeah. Because the whole reason that he's ripping dimensions apart is to try and find versions of his, his wife and son who haven't left him. Who haven't left him and been hit by a big truck. Yeah. And die. But they left him because he's a, he tried to kill Spider-Man. So yeah. it's like, this is a very complex situation. And it's like, you'd think he'd learn, yeah, frankly. Yeah, you'd think. Don't, don't, don't do that. Man. But this is consumed kingpin, whereas with the uncle... It's just his job. He's out of town for a while. Yeah. You know, he's, that's mm. only him some of the time. That's his job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not his life. It's what he does for a living. Yeah. It's... it's which is kind of even more evil in a lot of ways. I was going to say, it's, it's, I'm not quite sure which is worse. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. But that's an interesting philosophical discussion. Um, the other person of the, the baddies... Let's call them that. The baddies that uh, we haven't mentioned yet is Doc Ark, Lady Ark. Yes. Olivia Octavius. Olivia Octavius, I really liked that. She was great. And Catherine Hahn, as soon she's obviously on this, it, when the lead-in to show that it's the multiverse is when Miles walks into his physics lesson and there's the screen and there's the showing footage from yeah. the labs and it's... She's on the documentary that yeah. they're watching in science class. And, and Doc Ark is not... Occupied, but is giving a discussion on the multiverse theory and everything when he arrives and makes a terrible joke about Einstein that makes Gwen, who has been there a week because she's travelled back in time as well as three-dimensional shit, for fun, uh, laugh. And this, that moment, I was... the thing. It didn't take me out of the moment, but I went, that character on that screen there is going to be very important because that's Catherine Hahn's voice. Mm. And Catherine Hahn is amazing and brilliant. And I'm really... It was really nice to see her, her, her voice for an evil character. Yeah, because so often she plays silly or she plays serious. I mean, she's just 
brilliant and transparent. She's fantastic and heartbreaking. And, and to see her play that character was incredible. And I've seen her play funny and silly a thousand times in everything else she's ever done. And seeing her do Now I'm Gonna Kill You, even though it's not her face, it's her voice, was brilliant. Just so good. Like, I really enjoyed that performance. Yeah. And I loved that it was bio-octo rather than mechanical octo. Yes. That was fabulous. Like, real tentacles, like, mm. with squidgy. It, they were yeah. squidgy-looking. Yeah. 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 Cringy Like it very much. And speaking of characters played by incredibly famous women, mm. um, Lily Tomlin, come on. Lily Tomlin is not Mary. I was so happy. I turned to you and went, Lily Tomlin! I love Lily Tomlin. She's yeah. so good. Yeah, it was really nice. I liked that a lot. Mm. Um, yeah. That was really, really good. And, it's, and, I, I, and again, she had just some great one-liners. Yeah. When everyone's bombarding Miles with, can you do this and can you do that? And and, she, and it wasn't, can you set my stereo, but it was something like that. Yeah. It, um, oh, can you get me, a, can you make me a good internet profile so I can get a date and that was right. stay around the house all night? <laughs> yeah. Roughly yeah. the line. Yeah. Yes. That was beautiful. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, and again, and when she's sitting there in the lair waiting for him, she's sitting yeah. there with a cup of tea type thing, waiting for him to come back to get yeah. his spider suit. What kept you? Yeah, which is just lovely. She's just Yeah, bad. it's just great. And, you know, the idea that everyone went out May's house. That was the first thing that yeah. everyone did. Yeah. And so she had like a few people there by the time the three that we knew existed did. So that was a nice exposition. Rather than having to like find them elsewhere, they'd already it's gone like, to our men. Of course they went to logical. Of course they all went to our Makes yeah. sense. And yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah. It's... Yeah, just fab. I loved it. Yeah. But no, so uh, we've done the baddies. No, we haven't. Tombstone? Tombstone. Like, they didn't even bother introducing him. No, they didn't. Actually, I, that's Tombstone. I know that that was Tombstone. Yeah, me too. They didn't bother. But I only know that was Tombstone because I've read a lot of Spider-Man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and um, I can't remember what the... Uh, what's he called? Scorpion. Scorpion. He's actually called Scorpion. Yes. Yeah. He was very different than I remember him. But in a... I don't remember him being Spanish. Um, or Mexican or Puerto Rican or... I do not either. Whatever they were pretending that's he was. That's not what I... I'm talking about more his... his Physicality. I don't remember. Yeah, no. I, I remember him being a big guy. He had a big tail. He was a big guy. And hands. Yeah, he was basically like he Rhino. Have, like, he was hair. wearing a, a suit. Yeah, and he, he, just, and he had the tail. But I guess in this in in this in this universe, if Oc, if Doc, Doc Ock is biological, then it would make sense that Scorpion mm. is also biological. Yeah. And of course, Green Goblin in this universe is huge, is massive. He's <laughs> a giant monster. Yeah. So you can very definitely see that this is not our Spider-Man universe mm. straight away. Which, of course, isn't actually right, because that's not where Miles is from. No. Miles is in our Spider-Man universe now, mm-hmm. because they did a thing that got rid of all the alternative dimensions, except they didn't, really, because they keep bringing them back. <laughs> Yay, reboot! I, th- I thought the villains were, were really good. Yeah, I loved them. And, they, you know, they were really beautifully realised as well. Like, instantly you knew who they were. Yeah. Like, and I think because they were different in a lot of ways, and they didn't necessarily introduce them, like those two main ones. And they didn't introduce... Um, See, look, I don't even know his name because I did. They didn't introduce him. Uh, the uncle's character. They didn't introduce. Never said his name. No. They didn't say the the villain name for him. The only reason we know Wilson Fisk is Kingpin is because they called him Wilson Fisk. Oh no, they, they did. They did. They? Yeah, they did. They did. They did call him Prowler. Did they call him Prowler? They did I call him Prowler. Um, Absolutely. Only, like, only in passing. I think Kingpin says Prowler, get him or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's very, very much in passing with all of those. And, you know, you know who Kingpin is because you know who Kingpin is. But also, they do say Wilson, they mention Mr. Wilson, Fisk. Mr. Fisk, Mr. Fisk, Wilson Fisk. Um, and they talk about, obviously, his his building having the big mm. Spider-Man ball 
situation, which is just a beautiful way of making it really easy for our heroes to infiltrate. Oh, sad Spider-Man meeting Mary Jane. That was hilarious. And again, Gwen saving the days. We'll we'll do that for you, ma'am. Yeah, let's take Let's get you some bread. Yeah. And then going, are we good? Because we're totally not getting bread. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She was great. Um, Hayley Stanfield, Stanfield? Um, who is in Bumblebee. She's the new girl in Bumblebee. Oh, right. Is that her? Yeah. Wow. Who was in Pitch Perfect. Oh. There we go. Okay. Because I was like, oh, she's in Bumblebee when the Bumblebee trailer went, came on. And I was like, oh, wow, that she's doing another film. Because I thought she was having a music career after Pitch Perfect, which she has been doing. Different side of the nerd. Sorry now. Um, but yeah, she's doing the Bumblebee film. She's the new, she's the new Megan Fox. Let's not piss about. She's playing that character, essentially. You know, the mechanic girl yeah. rather than yeah. like the random girl. Because Michael Bay's an asshole. Um, and they got rid of Megafox because they're idiots. But she's playing that character in the new Bumblebee film. Yeah. But then I was like, watching, and I was going, I know Gwen's voice, and it's driving me insane. Why do I know that voice so well? And then at the end, it came up, and it's her. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. So it's, mm. it, yeah, it, it nice to hear that voice again as well. It's just really, really funny and sharp. And mm. just, I loved all that. Oh, that the the, was just really great. The dialogue was absolutely spot Really funny. Really was great. I laughed so much. I genuinely, yeah. I have genuinely not laughed out loud that much at a film in a really long time. Just really, just the beats mm-hmm. were just perfect. So yeah, good. amazing timing. Just amazing timing. Um, and visual gags as well as like um, yeah. the which were just stunning. The the smarmy across the window. <laughs> it was doing, yeah. So that was near the beginning, wasn't it? When they were both yeah, they yeah. smarmed across the window. <laughs> oh, that good. Yeah, that was. I mean, yeah. yeah. Just bounce because a young man carrying a corpse, like yeah. you know, like a corpse of a hobo, and like he is just like bouncing through the city yeah. with Peter Parker over his shoulders, looking like he's robbed Peter Parker's grave. Only it's yeah. from Peter Parker, and that's the, that whole, is... that's the whole situation. That's yeah. the setup, isn't it? He has stolen the body. That's what that it looks was... like for the police. That was just fantastic. Oh. And doesn't the gravestone even get completely mullet? Nah, yeah. It does. Well, yes, it does. Just, just again, great. Oh, yeah. Awful, but brilliant all at once. Yeah. Love that. And actually, I loved, I think this, this is a really good example of why Spider-Man always works best animated. Because you can do things with animation that you can't really do live action. Yeah. I mean, Tom Holland, bless him, he's a very good dancer. Um, and he's got some of the grace, therefore, yeah. that you need in Spider-Man. Mm. But Gwen Stacy, who is also a, a dancer. Yeah, um, the point of Gwen Stacy. There's even, yeah, there's even a line the about the, the, the yeah. grace of a dancer. An actual living human being could not move the way Gwen Stacy moves in this film. No, absolutely not. Because we're not built like that. Humans just aren't that graceful. And with the Spider-Man movies, they've done a little bit with CGI to kind of... But it still doesn't quite work. Whereas, you know, the way the characters move in this... It's right. Yeah. We're we're in a comic you would force perspective and force Mm. things to make things work you can do that in animation and you can't do that with a person and you can't do that with an animation in a live action film because it looks fake whereas in this because everything is pushed in those directions it makes sense it makes it work yeah so with live action like you say you can't force the squash and stretch that you would normally get with um cgi or 2d animation so when i say squash and stretch there's a couple of scenes in the film especially during the fight scenes when there's very quick movement um, and you see any of the main characters quickly move and their forms stretch mm. very quickly. It happens so quickly, but that can't happen in real life. People don't stretch that far. But that just 
I felt made it more true to the comics because in the comics that like you say you yeah. Pat says you can um you can force a perspective with one still frame but they do it so well and it's it's mm. all the way through it Gwen moves so uh, fluidly yeah they all move very different to each other which is really good as well yeah. that's what's uh, one of the nice things about it they have animated them all very differently from each other mm-hmm. yeah and that reminds me of uh, the Lego movie yeah um the style of that because there's so many different... And the reason why I'm saying the Lego movie is because the people that worked on this also worked on that, and you can tell. Yeah. So in the Lego movie, you've got the different characters there that all behave so differently, but are also animated completely differently. Um, Even though they're all, meant, they're all meant to be the same blocks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. This, they're all meant to be the, have the same powers and be the same, you know, have yeah, a yeah. similar... So not only do they look completely different, they behave completely differently. And did you notice that their colours were different when they went into the portal? They all had their own colour scheme. The easiest yeah. one was, was the film noir. Yeah. Um, but the I'm pretty crap with names, so I apologise. Um, but they all they all had their own individual style, and that must have been so much fun to animate for the animators because mm. I believe they did a lot of it frame by frame. Mm. And considering there's a minimum of 24 frames in a second, and in this open so many more, having to do the same drawing or the same shot over and over and over again must have just been that little bit more fun because they were all so different to do. Yeah. And they've developed software for this new software. Yes. So basically, the um, the the whole thing with this is they've had to develop so many different things to do visual things to it to make it more comic booky. So they've used screen tone effect, like so there's mm-hmm. a screen tone effect, and they've also got like a misaligned color alignment and stuff. Or in in frame by frame, they've gone, they've done it frame by frame, they've added it. So you, they've developed the the character, they've drawn it, they've then developed. A, new technology to then add the pen lines to add the screen tone and then they've even developed a new piece of software that predicts where that will be in the next frame once they've rigged it to the 3d character the 3d model Mm -hmm. they then have made software to predict where that will shift to as the frames progress to try and make it easier for them to to um to map paint yeah basically if they go through it and sony are trying to copyright this because obviously they've had to work so damn hard to build it and this is why at the end of it, I was just like, I was in my working out phase mode because I'd not seen this before. The closest I've seen done. to it is in Borderlands, the video game. Mm. Um, there's also a company called Telltale Games that aren't with us anymore, but they did a similar sort of, a similar sort of tune style, but nowhere near like this. The thing I liked about it was parts of it seemed almost like you were looking at a 3D movie. So they're the edges, mm. the things that you weren't meant to be looking at. They had that green, sort of that green and red. Yes. Yeah. That's, this, that this, sort of that's two, part two of the shift. Top of each other. So yeah. a lot of things that they tried to do was try and make it look more like a printed comic by putting a colour shift. Yeah. So you'd have colour shift in places where, where you would accidentally misalign ink if you were mod- uh, um, repeatedly yeah. printing something. So the idea with a lot of the colour shift is to try and replicate that that mistake that you have. Yeah. In well, comics. I also liked that they had the texture. Yeah, you know, it, you you had the dots. Yeah, screen tone. That, that you actually don't get in comics anymore because the printing method has changed. Yeah, but it's something that we associate. And people with. do still use it. I mean, screen tone is a friggin' nightmare. You see it a lot more in manga than you do in Western yeah. mm. comics. But um, you can still buy it, and a lot of people are still using it. Um, uh, I've got a comic that I bought at Salt Level not last year, the year before, that um, was done using screen tone, and I cannot remember for the life of me. Um, the name of the artist right now, but his Twitter handle is at Whiskey Opinions. Um, and yeah, of course he, it is. Yeah, um, and it's a, a absolutely brilliant comic, but his he uses the screen tone. 
method to, to render out. And it's beautiful, and it's a really lovely way of doing it. Often, uh, the most I've seen it in recent comics has been in independent black and white work, mm. because it's a really great way of shading. But I've looked into using it myself when I thought about doing things. I thought, oh, I might just try and learn how to do this. And I just, it, I watched so many tutorial videos, and the idea of doing it just breaks me every time because it's just so, so hard. It's you a scalpel it, yeah. and a thing, and I'm like, I'll cut through the paper. I'm going to ruin the whole thing. But the fact that it's used, yeah, it gives you that. It, it harkens back to Bengay Dots and Lichtenstein and all of those little pop culture things that broader people associate with comics, like mm -hmm. non-comic book people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But the way in which they used it as well wasn't just to harken back to it they used it for texture and they mm. used it for light yes and they used it for everything it yeah. wasn't just there like laid on top of the screen no no no. no no yeah yeah exactly i mean yes it does do all those things yeah. it does harken back to yeah. it yeah but it's not just there for shows you say no, no. it actually adds something mm -hmm. to the the whole thing everything. it just brought a comic book to life basically and yeah it was yeah. it was wonderful i have been watching comic book related stuff since i want to say tom holland now nicholas hammond Doing Spider-Man wow. in 1979. I saw that on I'm TV. Say. In, I saw that on TV in the 80s. I remember it. Um, which is why, when you were saying, I, you know, that's how I, when I saw those kids doing the whipping yeah. thing, yeah. that's how I felt. I can relate to how they felt because that's how I felt coming out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Which I went to see while I was doing my A levels. <laughs> I can, I can relate because I. No, don't even say that you weren't born yet. What you um, <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just born. Just, just born. Maybe. Depends on time of year it was. We could fall out. <laughs> um, but, no, but, I, but I did the same thing. Um, I was a, not really allowed to watch stuff like that when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. We've had this conversation yes, we before. Have. You've had your comment. It, you, look how well that's in there. <laughs> yeah. um, it, Don't force your children to repress, ladies and gentlemen. My mum used to take my sister to play in the brass band on a Friday night, which is when Spider-Man was on. And I had to go because there was no babysitting arrangement. So I could not be left at home alone because I was about seven. So I had to go to band practice, which I fucking hated. And so <laughs> as a bit of a concession, um, it was held, the, the band practice was held at um, Elmfield House, which people in Doncaster will know. Um, it was kind of, it had like a youth club in it and then space. It's, it's an old stately homish kind of thing uh like many stately homish kind of things in doncaster it got bought by the council and yeah and nationalized frankly because we were a socialist republic for a bit oh there's halcyon days and uh, and downstairs there was a tv area and spider-man was always on so oh no I, I i think essentially to shut me the hell up my mum had a word with the receptionist at the youth club who kept an eye on me while i watched spider-man while my sister played 15th cornet in the Uncle Benfield Junior Band. I bet it sounded majestic. Actually, they're really good. Oh, good. And Maria, if you're listening, because you're not. No, they, they were good. And I, I ended up, I, I did eventually join the band for a bit. Instrument? Uh, I'm a cornetist. Cool. Except I played a trumpet because I had a trumpet and I didn't have a cornet. My sister had a beautiful cornet. She played a sovereign. I mean, it sounded... So, brass. See? Love the brass. other side of the geek. See? It happened. And actually, do you know what? This means nothing to anybody, but hey, I've got a platform. Big shout out to Hayden Griffiths, who was the bandmaster at the Anthorpe Anfield Band in my day. And in my dad's day, he taught my dad to play the euphonium. 
um, and who left us aged about 160 um, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, And he was a man who really touched lives. And if we ever do an episode on brass bands, his name will come up a lot. We're never doing an episode on brass bands. That's a shame. I think you totally should. (laughs) And I I think you should bring at least one instrument. I couldn't play it anymore. I've lost my lip. I've not played for 30 years. And actually, I'm not even kidding. In fact, it's more than 30 years. I was 15 when I quit. This is sad. You should try again. I, I, my neighbours will not thank you for that suggestion. <laughs> we do have a spare trombone. I was going to say, I've got a trombone if you want it. I always fancy the trombone. It's a crappy one, but you're welcome to it if you want yeah, to. Yeah, like, like, that's going to make any difference to a player of my skill. <laughs> no, my sister's the talented one. She still plays. She gets through the last post every every Remembrance <gasps> ah, Day. Yeah. And she can still hit it. Awesome. Um, you watched Spider-Man at youth club. Yes. And you jumped around... I'm assuming. I I'm I assuming you will. Like Way to bring us back on target, huh? Trying. Trying to be Steve today. Jam, you're good. You see? <laughs> do you know what? We don't need Steve. I'm just here for the ride. You can he's, go he's, he's no more effective than, 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 than. In fact, he's significantly less effective than me. You. You've, yeah. you've got no idea how many digressions I had to edit out of last week. Oh, God. Yeah, we were bad. Um, no, but yeah, the, that whole thing, that feeling of Spider Man yeah. leaping about. And yeah, and. Watching those kids leaping around, that made me so happy. Yeah, they couldn't wait to get out of no. their seats. Oh, they, they were just leaping downstairs to the side, yeah. and you know, while the credits were rolling, and then down through the cinema. When we eventually finished watching the post-credits section and everything, yeah. you know, they were still leaping about. It was yeah, that's what you want. That's what you want kids to feel when they see yeah. a film like this that they could be Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, that was that was amazing. And actually, since we brought it up, the mid-credits and the post-credits thing the mid-credits i'm fairly sure that's not what they had planned because it's just a quote from yeah. stan lee yeah and it's the you know any you're the real superheroes if you yeah. won't if you won't if you see something wrong and you won't walk by then you're a superhero yeah, yeah absolutely. it's the kind of thing that stan said as previously discussed yeah um and you know i got something in my eye at that point that might have been yeah, that was that, that thing where i was like ah, oh, we've done us i've done my stanley mm-hmm. crying it's all okay now and then i was like uh, it's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, just you know, just the contact lens. But then, because we are massive nerds, we stayed all the way through. And actually, that first credit sequence with just the multiple images and Beautiful. the kaleidoscopics that was stuck. Do you know what? It would have been worth going, even if the rest of the film had been shit, just yeah, to see that. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was that good. It was really, really phenomenal. Because that's where and this and animation join, you see, with the, the flip books. Flip books. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I would never have thought of that, but yes. Yes, of course. And you just saw it bit by bit under the kaleidoscope yeah. as well. Um, or the dioramas, I believe they're called. Yeah. Uh, uh, zoetrope. Yes. Yeah, zoetrope. Yes. Yeah. I got so that. nice yeah. to have somebody who knows what they're talking about. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that that was that was amazing. And then we got the credits, which featured the Spider-Man Christmas song, which was hilarious. Which I'm totally going out and buying. <laughs> I want soundtracks. That film was phenomenal. Yeah, well, it was really good. I yeah, the, I, I I'm not a big one for soundtracks. I don't listen to music no. ever, really. I mean, I know I've got headphones in all the time, but it's podcast, it's, mm. it's speech. I don't ever listen to music. I listen to music all the time. I've, I've, I've turned since I've got too many repetitive beats in my head already. I can't be doing with oh, any of but yeah, the soundtrack was phenomenal. And then we got the lovely uh, Spider-Man Christmas tune, which, you know, at the time I did say, does that mean this is a Christmas film? Which we decided it does. It's a Christmas film. Yeah. I'm having it. Absolutely a Christmas Totally film. having it. They mentioned Spider-Man Christmas earlier on in the security office. They did. Office, and so I was like, 
I saw snow in that and film. There is snow in this world. Yeah. It's a Christmas film. Yeah. And I, I love that the, the lyrics of the Spider Man Christmas song are just so god awful cheesy. They're dreadful. Beautiful. Hilarious. It's a thing of absolute beauty. See it for that. Yeah. Um, and after obviously that rolls, we get on to. The end credit sequence. The end credit sequence. Which is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we go and we're, 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 we're in another alternate, alternate reality. Yeah. And there's a mysterious woman who's looking at through portals, and she says, "Things very futuristic." Hint, yeah. Hint. You see, and and I I told you that the good news is that the universe didn't implode or whatever. Yeah. And then she turns around and she's she she because oh, we get the caption in, in Nueva New Nueva New York, and then we turn around and see who she's speaking to, and she's only talking to Spider Man twenty freaking ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. And come on. Yeah. And then and the girls sitting next to us in the cinema were like, oh, yeah! yeah. It was really cool, because there was obviously some ne- more nerds in the cinema yes. that stayed to the end. There was the two girls next to us, and then the guy, the, there was a couple of people, a couple in front of us as well. Um, you, nearly said all... the, you nearly said the guy and his girlfriend. No, I didn't. I literally said the guy and the girl. But then, yeah, it... Because she could have been the fan. She, yeah, I never He know. might have I gone with her. I didn't mean it that way. I didn't, That's all there right. was no intention I'm there. just checking. No intention there. But the girls were right, we're talking about um, uh, were obviously very, very excited by yeah. that is by Man 29 being the, the, the next section. Do you know, I, I nearly, if, if I was a slightly more socially confident and competent <laughs> person, I would have turned around and introduced myself. Yeah. By the way, come on by comics. Except, except they, were, they were also... <laughs> Just don't go, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do the shoulder touch. No. Um, but also, yeah, uh, I, yeah, they were too young blonde ladies and I am a fat 47 year old man and anything I had said along the lines of so you're fans of Spider-Man too are you would have (laughs) the perception of that may not have been good yeah the optics wouldn't have been great Uh, but if you're listening hey hey no shoulders were touched in the making of this podcast um actually there was yeah Yeah, sorry HR HR. the HR is going (laughs) Yeah, so that was great. And then, of course, it went into... He, he jumped to the portal. She, says, she, she asked him, where are you going? Yes. Back to the beginning. And Which, of course, we've heard all the way through. Let's go to the beginning. Yeah. We've heard all the way through the film, and we think we're going to get his origin story. Yeah. And then we don't. No. Because he goes back. He goes back to the 1960s t- uh, oh, Spider-Man card. So good. And the, straight the, to the meme, straight yeah. to the meme. The gif and the meme is used over and over again with the two Spider-Men pointing at each other yeah. becomes the end joke, which is so good and so <sighs> in this moment of time. Yeah. Memes, memes are everything, aren't they? They are the whole internet. Yeah. And it was just this moment where but I was like, that is so perfect. It's Even if you don't get the meme joke, it's still funny. Oh, it's still hilarious. Because you've still got... And it's, it's the, the animation style. It's yes. so beautifully done. Yeah. Um, and straight back to that, and in 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 uh, in four four by whatever it is. Three? Yeah. Small yes, frame. they changed the aspect ratio. Aspect ratio four three. Yeah. yeah, four three. Yeah. So that it's back to how it was when we watched it on TV as kids. Yeah. I love the the spidey bulge mouth. Bulge mouth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which was just how it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which is great, and that like I'm Spider Man. No, I'm Spider Man type whole situation with the yeah. pointing fingers yeah. and yeah. But wait. Pointing. Yeah. You were pointing first. Yeah. So <laughs> and they actually they actually cut away to a cop. Yeah. And he goes, "Who pointed first? <laughs> yeah. So good. Really brilliant. And just like that was a lovely gift at the end. Yeah. A really lovely. It's gift. always worth. I mean, it's always worth staying to the end. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. 
I never leave a Marvel film, even if it's made by Sony. Never leave a Marvel film before the end, unless they tell you specifically at the beginning that there aren't any. I'd still stay because I wouldn't trust them. No, when I when I, when I went to see <laughs> when I went to see Logan, um, which I went to see, it was my first film with the Everyman, <laughs> and the person because at the Everyman you don't get a recorded disembodied voice. You actually have a person who comes and tells you to turn your damn phone off. Um, and ask if you have any drinks. And ask if you've got any drinks or anything ordered, because yeah. Uh, but then they said, "Oh, and by the way, if you were wondering, you're safe to leave when the credits start because there's nothing at the oh, end." Oh, that's good. Um, I would probably trust the Everyman. Yeah, mm. you can trust the Everyman. It's a fine cinema. It is. It's and they're fun. not paying me to say that, although I do live under their stairs. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I never even made that connection before, and now I'll never forget it. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I have been accused of pottering about quite oh, a lot. Oh, really? <laughs> but, um, I'm going to bring another one here, are we? The, the end of the film before the credits, obviously, is Miles um, in his... He's in bed. He's, like, finally introduced himself to his roommate, which is a lovely other joke. Yes. Um, thing. And then, obviously, it's this disembodied voice appears, and you know it's Gwen because of the mm. bubbles at the edge of the dimensional shift saying, yeah. hey. And it's like, that's a lovely setup for the next yeah. film. Hey, got a minute? Yeah. yeah. Isn't it? So there could be another one, which would be amazing. Yeah. I've never been excited about um, a sequel. Not to be, I am right now. Not to be a shipper. You ship it. Um, but, well... They're getting it on in the comics. Um, well, they have got it on previously in the, in the comics. comics. I'm not yeah. quite sure what the relationship is now. What I loved, what I really did love, and I have to say this, I, I when there's two, there's part of me that hates it and part of me that friggin' loves it. A Spider-Man got to save a Gwen Stacy from a fall in a film, and I am so happy about <laughs> it because. And you know that that's on purpose. Oh my god, you know it's it's absolutely on purpose. Yeah, and it was like Miles gets to save Gwen, even though they're both Spider people, um, and. It's beautiful and brilliant, and he does it, and he swings back up, and she punches the guy in the face, and it's yeah. like she's for one minute I'm going, oh fuck, don't damsel my Gwen, and then the next minute, smack, yes, but <laughs> yeah. he didn't. Because she just uses it, turned it yeah. into a slingshot. Yeah, so he, he's actually, he rescues her, but then she turns, yeah, she turns that into a a slingshot to smack a, someone a, in the face and knock a, them out. It's beautiful. So, so it's actually. It's a move. Yeah. It's not him saving her. It's a move. But visually, it is exactly that yeah. moment, isn't it? She's dropping, she's dropping, she's dropping. Spider-Man saves her. And it's so nice to see, because last time we had to watch that in a film, I never watched the film again. Um, it hurt me a very lot. But I knew it was coming. It still hurt me a very lot. A lot of it was redone shot for shot, though. Yeah. Did you know? Like, yeah. where they were by the wall, I think? Mm. Yeah. There's some moments in it which are absolutely pulled and uh, from, from other films. Can, yeah, totally. Well, I, love, yeah. I mean, Peter Parker's um, first introduction. Um, oh, on the... you've, you've got the upside down kiss from Spider-Man yeah, yeah. One. You, you, it's all there. Yeah, and it's, it's a rainy Spider-Man. And I love, I love that there's yeah, the people who made this film. Like, Look, these people have watched all the other Spider-Man movies. We might as well reference them. Yeah, totally. The kids won't notice, and the adults will love it. Yeah, that's the whole attitude. It's lovely. It's really it's nice. It's so good. But it has to be said, the guys that made this film also made Cloudy and Cloudy Two, and those two films are like that in so many ways. They have these moments that are absolutely for the kids, and then so many that are straight, just and not in a not in like a crude way, not in a sneaking in a rude section way, but in a whole like, yeah, if you get this, you get it way yeah which is really nice and they do that in cloudy so much like it, it and, and cloudy too which are films that people did not go to see at the cinema which unfortunately much like this them, one which is really a shame um yeah i've seen i've seen some very disappointing comment online i see so much good but my twitter feed is very curated uh, it's yeah you see i i've only seen positive comments from people who've seen the film mm. and that's because people aren't idiots 
And I don't see, well, some of them are, but I don't see how you could come out of that film yeah. and not feel good about it. It's such a good film. It's, it's, it's just too good a thing. But I've seen disappointing comment online along the lines of, yeah, that looks cool. I'll, but it's a cartoon. I'll watch it on. Oh, no. You know, I'll watch it at home. I'll wait for the DVD. I'll stream it. It's what we said literally as we walked out was, I need to see it again in the cinema. Mm-hmm. I also, and you said, I need the Blu-ray so I can watch all the extras and see how they did it. Because yep. that's you. You yeah. wanted to pick it apart. Just like totally what, what we do at home. But I will, I, but if, if people do only buy it, they will miss out mm. on that visual experience of seeing yeah. it big. And It'll seeing look- it big, you're thinking we're going to buy 4K TV so we can watch it again, aren't you? I can see it now. <laughs> you know, you, to see it that. Yeah, and that, I'm thinking she's going to meet so much resistance. <laughs> Zero <laughs> resistance. To see that, oh, well, I'm happy. Um, but to see it that's that scale, yeah. I think, is it's so. Visually, it takes the whole screen. It, it does. Really fills I mean, everything, doesn't it? You, you can, you will watch it on a small screen, and it look cool. Yeah. I mean, I watched the trailer on a YouTube. Oh yeah, on your, on your phone. That big. So it works, mm. but my God, it works so much better when it's the whole damn wall. And the other thing I have to say about seeing it in the cinema is this one moment with the music where it's a DJing section before he goes to his uncle's house mm-hmm. and like the beats are dropping in and it's like the layers of the beats of the music are dropping. So you get like the first line and then you get a little bit of bass and then the bass drops and I felt it. Like yeah. that is a cinematic experience. As well, yeah, I like, don't not care. just visually. I don't like... care how good your home theatre surround sound is, you ain't getting that at home. No, it was I mean, it's, it's one so of the good. reasons why you go to. I, I'm going to plug the Everyman again. One of the reasons why you go to a really good theatre like the Everyman, mm. which has got that, even in the smallest screen, has got yeah. that sound. Yeah. Um, and you can't recreate that. No, you can't. And also, actually, it's a. I, it's a very good film to go and see in a room full of people you don't know. Yeah. Um, because I wish I wish it had been busier because I wish there'd been more laughter. Oh, because I laughed. And oh. and more that the feeling of camaraderie. That you feeling get from an audience. When it's and it's it's, it's, so nice. it's 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 one thing. Yeah, you can get your mates round, mm. but they're your mates and you know each other. You know where they're going to laugh. Yeah. It's a different feeling, and it's a film yeah. that really lends itself to that. Definitely, it is. It's a film that is so engaging in so many ways that I think for an audience it's just every emotion is tickled as you go through it you know yeah because you've got that whole thing with um the sadness you've got the funny yeah. and you know you've got moments that are just genuine and sweet and pleasant and just like uplifting and hopeful so to be in an audience experience there it, it it's yeah I feel like it would be lovely to see that with a big audience to have that yeah that, so, thanks for that, people of Harrogate. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, guys, please go and see it. I feel like if you like comics, if you like Spider-Man, if you like going to the cinema... If you like animation. If you like animation, if you like to laugh, go and see the damn film. But even if you don't like animation, I feel like a lot of people... Like you said, people yeah. have gone, oh, it's animation. But it's, it's, quite, not, it's really not art. <laughs> it's, it's Rango all over again. And this is what gets me. Rango got panned and, and like done over. People didn't go see Rango because they didn't see the point. They were like, well, it's just an animation and it doesn't look pretty and it's not very cool. It's one of the most phenomenal and incredible existentialist pieces of cinema in the history of the world. It really genuinely is. It's incredible. And people didn't bother. Cloudy is a beautiful piece of cinema. It's beautiful and it's so much funnier. And we didn't see it in the cinema. We just picked it up on, on Blu-ray and we watched it at home. And actually, I wish I'd seen it in the cinema because mm. it's a gorgeous piece of film. And the second one is as well. 
and you know this again is this is it's that thing of of, of not appreciating I think animation I think culturally perhaps we don't respect animation as much as we should but animation's everywhere and often you don't realize it's there like uh we were talking about that procedural crime television show that you both like to watch (laughs) about 40 percent of the big scenes outside aren't actually outside they're on the green screen yeah animation's used put that in well it's just more obvious animation i mean i i i used to be an english teacher that may have come up in the podcast before um and as part of that i used to teach media and I'm, I mean, I'm nowhere near on your level, Liz. But I, I, uh, one of the th- one of the examples I like to use that's relevant here is um, Gladiator came out the same year as Shrek. Oh, okay. And we used to use Shrek with our year tens for their media coursework because frankly, it gave me an excuse to watch Shrek. Um, this is like the Fast and the Furious again, isn't it? You just, you just yeah, although the Fast, like... the Fast and the Furious happened by accident, whereas okay. Shrek we did on purpose. Okay. I didn't write the scheme of work for. For Shrek, I was, I was handed it on my first day. But you know, we talked about this is an animated movie. But then I would show them crowd scene from Gladiator. Mm. She's all CGI. Yeah, exactly the same technique. So which is the animated movie? And the reason I use those two as an example is Shrek was up for an Oscar for best animated feature. Mm-hmm. Gladiator was up for best picture. Yeah. How are they different? Yeah. Actually, because so much of what you were watching on on a film like that. Or the Fast and the Furious, since you brought them up. Yeah. Um, or, or frankly, fucking Avengers. Every I was going to say every Marvel film made. It's kind every of Marvel they're film kind made. of animated movies. Yeah, not <laughs> all the live action. I'm doing inverted comma fingers, everybody. Um, Still Radio Gold. <laughs> always, that's my life. Um, you know, they all of those films are hugely CGI. Do you get, do people really think the bypass exists? <laughs> like they, they went yeah, to Asgard they didn't on location. <laughs> you know? Don't spoil it. <laughs> it's like ah, it pains me. Then there's this, there's a snobbery around going to see what is perceived as a kids' film. I do not see this as a kids' film. I don't think I didn't feel like I was watching Pepper for the Pig. It was it's a film a that film it's that a kids can watch. It's a film that kids can watch and enjoy and enjoy and leap about like Spider Man afterwards. Yep. But it's a film that everyone totally can get. enjoy. It's a film that kids can watch and totally get, mm-hmm. but they're going to miss two-thirds of it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. No. Kids um, will watch it and think, which which Spider-Man am I going to be? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be Miles. I'm going to be whoever, you know? Whereas we're going to remember the times that we sat and sobbed eating pizza in the bathtub. <laughs> exactly. Um, and <laughs> that's right. Um, and it, it, but it's, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Oh. No, we were talking about snobbery. Talking about, talking about. Talking about snobbery. That's what. Yeah. Don't do that. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I, I guess it's the same thing that comics get. Mm. Oh um, yeah, for sure. I mean, mm. even even now, when comics are the <laughs> new cool, apparently. Um. I'm just so baffled why people think comics are for kids. We get. Yeah, I mean, right, right. First of all, two thirds of the comics that I sell at Destination Venus. To me. I would actively take out of the hands of a child yes. were I oh to see God, a child yes. with them. And indeed have done, as children have come in and picked things up and I've gone, you really wouldn't like that. Was it Bat Dong management? No, God, none of those, no, none of the Bat Dong comics saw the shelf. Um, not because I censored them, but because they were all sold. Yeah. Um, I haven't got a copy. No. I sold it. I sold my last copy for cover in price. <sighs> because I'm principled and stupid. Heartbreaking. No Bat Dong for you. Never going to see Bruce Wayne's Willie now. Damn. Probably online. 
I feel like someone needed to walk in just as you said that. <laughs> that would be really worrying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. No, there, there is that snobbery, isn't there? There's that idea that um, comics and superheroes and things are for children and uh, we shouldn't engage with them mm. as adults, which I think is madness because... Yeah, actually, well, we, we, if out of anybody, if anybody actually needs to go, we need hope in the world, it's the people that are, you know, actually looking at the news. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people that need to actually engage with their own heroism or their own ability to stand up for what they believe in, it's more likely to be adults than kids at this present absolutely. time. And kids, obviously, yeah, the, the same snobbery that exists around adults reading comics exists around adults going to see animation yep. like i know for a fact my parents think animation is like why why would you watch an animated film why they are for children they don't yep. they don't see the distinction um which, i have family who take the same view yeah and it's just it, well actually no i think if you engage with the story and the narrative and everything else e even if you didn't like particularly enjoy the visual mm. if you engage with the narrative that is a story arc that if it was done in live action you would 100% watch and love and engage with, yeah. but you are Anime fundamentally refusing to because it's animated, and that's really fucking snobby. Well, it's not just that, it's fully, it's, I mean, who loses, the only person who loses out Them. is the person <laughs> with the snobby true, attitude. Absolutely. I mean, I would point you at Shrek, mm. which is, I mean, forget the sequels, they're terrible, but oh, the, really bad. the, I mean, Shrek itself is a King masterpiece. I love Shrek. Lord Fuckwad is possibly the greatest name snuck under the radar. Yeah. Oh, how they did that. So good. Um, and, you know, I mean, I don't normally like the films that I've seen 400,000 times because I've taught them. <laughs> but, but Shrek and The Fast and the Furious both sneak in under the wire. They're just great. Uh, any of the Toy Stories. Oh, beautiful. Heartbreaking. The Invisibles. Wally. I mean, these are amazing. I mean, Wally in particular. Uh, if that was that film, if that was live action, it's two thousand and one. It's stunning. It's, that it's, film is stunning. It's got almost no dialogue in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously, if Kubrick did animation, he'd have made Wally. Yeah. It, or Rango. Have you seen Rango? I haven't seen Rango. You must see Rango. It is honestly, it's a western, and it's, maybe it's on that man channel. <laughs> no, um, no, if it's good, it's not ever being on movies for me. It's a western, <laughs> and it is absolutely about existential existential crisis and uh, and discovering yourself and all that kind of stuff. And it is a brilliant and beautiful film. The characters are fuck ugly because they are animated to look like their real life counterparts. So all the animals in it aren't cute, which is one of the reasons they had trouble marketing the freaking thing. Because mm -hmm. obviously, kids want to see cute shit. And they're not cute. They're not remotely cute. And it's beautiful. Most so. adults don't want to see talking animals. Exactly. And it's, a, it's unless a, they're Peter Porker. Yeah. Do they have talking animals in this mansion? Because I love that. I don't want to freak them out. <laughs> that was so good. And then faint. <laughs> and then the kid faints. Oh, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just think everyone should go and see it. I think they should. If you're a fan of Spider-Man, go and see it. If you're a fan of Marvel, full stop, go and see it. If you're a fan of animation, go and see it. Even if you don't like the previous two, there's something yeah. for you there. It's a film really with, I feel like, something for most fans of film. Yeah. I mean, any Spider-Man fan who doesn't see this movie is not a Spider-Man fan. Absolutely. Um, they might think they are, but they just, they've missed one of the good bits. Yeah. Um, if you like Marvel, you like this. Mm -hmm. One of my favourite Stan Lee cameos, and I don't, think it's just because it's the first one after he died but I, I I do think it's a very good cameo. I loved it because it was this sincere moment. Yeah. And yes, it made me cry. And I, I, I loved it when he says if it doesn't fit, can I return it? 
and he's, it always fits eventually. And that was it. That yeah. was this lovely, sincere, and very stan moment. Whilst pointing to a sign that says no, to positively <laughs> no returns or refunds yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah. So great. It's, uh, I mean, that's that's both aspects of stan yeah, just totally. right there. It's just, it's just perfect. The stan, it was gorgeous. Yeah, lovely, lovely moment. I lo- and something we haven't mentioned, which I will just shoehorn in before we finish, mm-hmm. um, the use of actual words, like comic book, Oh, yeah, of stuff. course. And blam, blams and all the and, rest of and, it. The explosions. <laughs> clackety, clackety, clack. Yeah. Like, sound effects. Just such, such, again, such wonderful humour. And it yeah. worked beautifully. Yeah, and the spidey sense, That's, that worked yeah. beautifully. And this, like, the tapping on the door. It just, like, the, um, the, uh, sound effect marks. Not necessarily the words, but there's, like, the yeah. little explosive marks that you would yeah. draw. Yeah, the powers you know. and the zaps and yeah. the... Yeah. I mean, just even like the lines you would draw to yeah. show tapping on a door rather than writing. And the, tap, tap. and the speed lines and the. Yeah. All yeah. of that was there. It's all there. Yeah. It's such. It's comics alive. It's, yeah. it's happened before in previous films, but it's not been done that well. No. So that's. No. no, I've seen uh, Yeah, I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. But nah, nothing. Not like this that. is no. next level shit. And it's then, just. You know, and the frame rate situation as well, which lends itself to the idea of pages turning, you know, rather than it being a completely smooth thing. Yeah. yeah, you know that's also animation's getting too smooth nowadays, and that was a nice refreshing change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Well, it was an animated movie that was not afraid to look like an animated movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's not trying because just to, to juxtapose, ladies and gentlemen, live action Jungle Book, live action Lion King. No, they're fucking not. They're every bit as animated as the originals. There's Correct. no reason to do this, and they're not live action. That is not a real lion. It's talking for a start. That's your first clue. I, I'm so concerned about how they're going to make the mouths move in those films. Mm. It's just going to look weird. Also, I'm sorry, we saw the trailer for Dumbo. Why? <laughs> Who needs this? No one has asked for it. No one Why needs are Dumbo. you making this? And if they make Bambi, I'm sorry, what are they thinking? They're slated to make all of them, I think. I think they are. I think they're doing it. Mm. I think they're doing it. And I think they're doing it because they can. I don't know why they think people want this. I hope they all bomb. Um, Dumbo is horrifying. With the possible exception of, and this isn't a remake, Mary Poppins 2. Oh my god, I really want to see that. Which looks so good. But that's different. That is totally different. different. And it's got Dick Van Dyke in it. Yes. And it's got Lin Manuel Miranda playing a Cockney Jimmy Sweet. Lin Manuel Miranda. Come on! So exciting. But that was a lovely trailer to see. But no, uh, yeah, you're right. They aren't live action. They are. They are absolutely animated films. So, so, to to have a film. So she says, yeah, we're animated. What of it? Yeah. Not only, no, not only what of it, look what look we can do. Mm-hmm. Look how beautiful this is. Yeah. Look at, look at, you can't, you can't, you, see you over there, Lion King, you can't do this. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to do this. We're, we're from comics. We can do all of yeah. this. And that's, that was what was so lovely about uh, it. It was just. Proudly comic book. It was really just fantastic. Um, as we're recording this on the Friday night, this is going to drop on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, if you're listening to this on the day it drops, there's a chance that Into the Spider-Verse might still be on at your local theatre. If it is, I don't care what plans you've got. Change them. (laughs) Go and see this movie on a big screen. It is awesome. It's It's just that good. I think it's the best film I've seen this year. I think I'm with you. I think it's the best comic book movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And... Do you know what? That bar's high these days. Yeah. But it, I, it just it just is. Mm-hmm. Just is. It's certainly the best Spider-Man movie. God, yeah. <laughs> By orders of magnitude. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 
if I if I don't ever see another live action Spider Man again, I won't be bothered because this was that good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, this was that good. It really was. I think that's it. Okay, I think we're wrapping. So um, I guess that'll be a goodbye from me. Goodbye. And a goodbye from Hats. Goodbye. And a goodbye from Liz. Goodbye. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. We will see you here possibly not next week because I'm not sure we're going to be able to record it. It's, it's the week before Christmas next week, and I, I think we're all busy. Um, and we won't be back the week after because that's Christmas week, and that's definitely not happening. So, do you know what? We will see you in the new year. We'll be back in January to talk about Doctor Who because that's already penciled in and booked. Yes. I can't be booked if it's only penciled in. We've agreed we're doing it. Yes. Until then, um, we would like to take this opportunity to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy whatever greeting will upset the annoying people most. Have a great New Year, and we will see you at the gates. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Geeks at the Gate podcast. us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeks at the gate or contact us on Twitter at geeks at the gates or contact us by email on mail for geeks at the gates at gmail.com that is the number four not the word geeks at the gates is a production of Venus Rising Media and is proudly made in Yorkshire Oh god, they can't even decide what to call it. DCE, it's DCEU. the DCEU at the moment, but I, yeah. I think they've decided they don't want to call it that. Are they gonna, are they gonna desex it? But that doesn't work. Are they gonna dex it? No, that still doesn't work. Because they're leaving the EU part as my joke, but it's failing, so we'll just edit that out. <laughs> um, you know I won't. <laughs> but the point being, yeah. Because I have just got the joke though, yeah. so. Yeah. I had to explain it, which is a terrible joke. <laughs> um, I love you. Got for copy.